0: I think that music stays relevant in someone's life the more vulnerable you are. A friend of mine even once said, if you don't cry writing the song, people aren't going to cry listening to it. So I kind of took that in stride and just letting people know that, hey, 99% of the people I met are never going to have a Bugatti, never going to have a penthouse in Miami. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Life isn't about materialistic things, but we all go through emotions that we all relate to that money can't help anybody go through.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Chapter 20 something with me, Kylie McDonald. Hope you're having a wonderful day as always. Um, we're just going to jump right into it today because guess what? I was supposed to get up and do stuff today and I slept in. So now I have no time to do an intro. <laughs> but that's okay because honestly, nothing exciting happened in my life this week. Anyway, so no worries there, um, not missing out on much, (laughs) unfortunately, okay, but, um, you will, ha ha ha, you will miss out, if you don't, (laughs) that's the cheesiest thing I've ever said, you will miss out on something good, if you don't listen to this interview, oh my god, just thought of that, it was gold, can't lie, (laughs) am I okay, I don't know, today, I'm speaking with recording artist and founder of Encryption Records, Thrax. This guy is so fun, so cool. I had the best time talking to him. And his new album, Silicon Creek, is dropping this Friday, April 23rd, everywhere you get your music. He has a couple other albums out already if you want to catch up this week. I did. They're honestly great and I would never just say that when it comes to music because my reputation is on the line. Um, (laughs) So I really love what he has put out so far and I honestly can't wait to listen to Silicone Creek on Friday. But this guy just has a great mindset, great look on life and his career and what he wants to do with it. This is a really great conversation and um, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. Make sure to let us know my segues are just on point today but they're not they're so cheesy um <laughs> make sure to let us know what you think rate reviews subscribe follow the podcast on instagram at chapter 20 something pod follow me <laughs> if this little intro has made you want to do that follow me at official kylie mcdonald and thrax at thrax t-h-r-a-x official Have a great week. Do something good for yourself. And I will talk to you guys next week. All right. Much love. Bye. Uh, What's the date, by the way? What's the actual date?
0: April 23rd.
1: April 23rd. It's so soon. Oh, my God. We have Thrax with us. What's up? How are you?
0: I'm doing good. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm so excited to get to speak with you and, like, pick your brain a little bit. Because I feel like musicians are just always so fun to talk to. So interesting. So, you have Silicon Creek coming out soon, but I want to go back because how old are you? 21?
0: Yeah, I'm 21.
1: Yeah. So you're young, you're young, but you're accomplishing so much at such a young age. I want to go back to how you got here. So when did you get started in music and performing?
0: Actually, sophomore year in high school, I'd always go around whenever someone had an open studio and just try sneaking in, try to record, record off my phone. And really just try any way to do it and just to get my name out there but progressively over time just kind of took it more serious worked harder had opportunity to get more stuff done and the more opportunities you just got to grab them as they come is that yeah. has made it fun
1: it is yeah i think that's really something true is when you put yourself out there like you said you know you were a young kid you're just trying to see what you can make of this hobby or passion really but once you did then things started coming your way. And I think that's such a good thing for everyone to know. So you put yourself out there, something's going to come back. Was music always something you wanted to maybe try out? Like growing up, like when you were a kid, kid, were you always like singing around the house or like doing things like that or not really?
0: Yeah, actually, when I was a kid, I did a lot of poetry and really just that transition into me wanting to do music, me wanting to do something that kind of gets my feelings across and it was funny because growing up when we speak sometimes it's not perceived as like oh like I'm gonna listen to what they say because they're a kid but if you do it in like a song form or a poetry form that people tend to put more attention to it so once I realized that when my parents wouldn't listen to something I thought about like a or b then I put it in a song, and then they'll say, oh, like, you thought that? That's cool. (laughs) And then I kind of use that to get all my messages across.
1: Yeah, your house was like high school musical. You're just like breaking out into song. And like, (laughs) (laughs) no, but I really do think that's true. Because of course, I remember like all the holiday parties, whenever the kids like put on a show, all the adults had to sit and watch them. And they did. And they paid attention for whether it was like five minutes or whatever. But you know, they really were paying attention to you. And I think that that's an important lesson about art too. It's like people do pay attention when you're speaking something because it comes from such a place of vulnerability. And I think that's something that we all need to remember because people do listen when we're speaking from our hearts.
0: Yes, they do. And most of the time when you talk about a point that relates to someone, they just have that relation to it, and they're like, Oh my gosh, like you're right. Like, that's 100% how I feel too. And yeah, I think that adds on to it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No matter if they have a different experience, different circumstance, it's those core human feelings that we all have that music is able to get to the grip of. What am I saying? Get to the core of. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: still early. It's 8 a.m. Okay. <laughs> so you were in, let me get this right Salamanca. Okay
0: yeah salamanca new york
1: (laughs) damn it oh my god (laughs) i'm like santa monica salamanca um so is that out near buffalo
0: yeah it's about an hour south it's actually a native american reservation
1: oh wow okay so what was that like growing up there
0: it was it's different because whenever I went to and tell people where I was from, they're like, "Oh, the Native Americans still live in teepees and do they have this and that?" And it's like, no, they're all regular people. But from a young age, we have to take the classes to learn Native American. We have to listen to their music and their culture, and it's a part of our education system. So for that, it really opened me up from a young age and. My dad's African-American Panamanian. My mom's Puerto Rican. And then getting thrown in that culture as well. It was like since a young age, just culture everywhere. And it forced me to be open to it. And that's something that I I'm really, really happy for. And it has helped me along the way so much.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So do you have um, Native American heritage at all or your family was just living there?
0: They're living there, but when I'm back home, I like to claim that I have a little bit because I live there. But (laughs) No,
1: yeah. No, but I find that so interesting because I've talked to this with some friends as well is when you grow up around certain cultures, it really becomes a part of who you are and how you see the world too. I really admire that, you know, from your parents who are like, yeah, we're going to live here and he's going to grow up knowing these things because it opens your perspective to a whole new world and it helps us realize, you know, how different we are, but we really have the same values too would you say the same
0: thing? Yeah. Another thing that's really, really cool about them is they really, really honor women in their culture. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I think not a lot of society tends to give as much fairness to women and to be around a culture that really just uplifts them and puts them up and lets them be the head of the household. I think that that was something that really, really, really made made me love and look at women in a different light. It's like, you know what? Like, It's not what you see on TV. It's not like where they're the sidekick. Like, they're they're the ones too. Like, it's just a different sort of love that I have for them. And like an appreciation factor that I don't think a lot of people have that being put in that environment is giving me.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) It really is. So I'm kind of assuming, but I could be totally wrong, that growing up in that world, that being a recording artist isn't like... The main goal for <laughs> everyone who's living there. So, did you have any pushback from people around you when you were like, "This is what I want to do"?
0: Yeah, actually, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people gave me pushback and said, "Oh, you shouldn't do it. You should get a regular job. You should go to college. You should do this and that." Actually, I went to college for football at Stony Brook. Oh, cool. After a year there, I was like, "This isn't for me. I really want to do music." And everyone's like, "No, no, no! Don't do it! Don't do it!" But I just felt the urge to, and it's something that if you want in life, you have to do what's best for you, and only you know what's best for you, so I took that, and I just ran with it. Luckily, I've gotten this far. Hopefully, I can get farther.
1: (laughs) No, I think you're going to. And I think you're so right about that, especially when you are so young. It's like, you know what? If you have this desire to go after something, like the time is now. You have to. So I really applaud you because I know how it's so easy to say, like, the time is now. Do it. But to actually take that step takes so much courage. So I really do applaud you for that. But also you went to school for football. Like that's sick. So good for you. Like you're a multi-talented guy. That's awesome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know anything about football, but what position did you play?
0: I played cornerback. Just make sure that they can't catch oh, it. You- <laughs>
1: yeah. I know okay. I know what a quarterback is. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's that's awesome. Damn, that's cool. Okay, so you left college and then what were your next steps to really get things going?
0: So I went to a little, it's a division of University of Pitt. I went to one closer to my house. And luckily I found some people that made music there, learned a little bit more about it. And I started going to classes, telling my parents I was going to school. But then as soon as I got out of class, it was, I got a laptop, got a little microphone and just try learning how to record by myself and try learning how to make beats and just throwing myself hundred percent into it
1: nice okay I respect the balance you're like yeah I'm still gonna go to school still gonna do my <laughs> thing but then um you make probably a few songs or something like that and then do you start sending it out into the world
0: yes yeah, so it was it was really 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 weird because it all just started happening I released mm. my debut EP and when I released the EP it was just me sending it out to as many people as that would listen sliding in the Instagram DMs and just really trying to get myself accustomed to the music industry through social media. So I'd go and DM a producer saying, Hey, you think you'd use a B or artist saying, Hey, what do you think of this song? And then just putting the vulnerability out there, I think is a hundred percent what you have to do in music and life. And just being able to say, look, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you just give me some guidance? Can you tell me what you think about it? I think that is a good way to approach someone. And a lot of people like that because there's so many people in life that can just talk and talk and talk and then you're sitting in the back of your head thinking like oh they do not even know what they're saying so mm. <laughs> letting that front be put down and just accepting that you don't know what you're doing that really 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 gets a lot of people interested in wanting to work with you and saying oh like he's different he's not that artist that stuck up and thinks that he could do this or that and it makes a lot of people want to work with you
1: that's such a great perspective because yeah especially in entertainment like I'm in it too is like you want to come up as the confident person who like knows what they're doing but you're right there is such a front that a lot of people have and it's so easy to see through and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i really think that people respond like you said to vulnerability to not knowing exactly what they're doing and they want to support that they want to build you up but again when it comes down to it when I'm like, all right, I'm gonna tell the world that I don't know what I'm doing. That's a little scary for sure, <laughs> but I really think it do, it does pay off when you do it. So yeah, I really like that perspective. Your debut EP was Social Disconnect, right?
0: Yeah, actually. So I dropped. It was like three years ago. It was called Nomad, and mm. it wasn't it wasn't the best. It was a little bit of testing waters. And yeah. I dropped that one. And then a whole mixtape called Hello World. And that a lot of people in the industry were like, Oh, like, that's, that's cool. That's different. And started story talking to me and open those doors. And luckily, I slid into a lot of people's DMS, but I found my engineer AJ palette through that. So I sent him the songs, he told me what he thought. And then we started working together. And really, he's helped me elevate my whole song. So I want to say thank him personally.
1: Yes, absolutely. It really takes (laughs) a village for sure. Um, And you've talked a lot about social media. I'd love to hear your opinions on how it's helped you, maybe how it's caused some challenges in some way, because it's really such a key piece in the industry today.
0: Yeah, so so, social media, it's it's a strange world down there. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I think you can network with a lot of people and you can get in touch with so many people. There's so many good people online. Like, I can't stress it. There's a lot of great people in this world and social media helps you meet them. But I think a lot of people just think of social media and it's a lot of narcissists. Like, oh, I'm gonna post the best of this. I'm gonna post the best of that. I'll post what I'm eating. I'll post what I'm doing. And I think if you use it like a networking tool and you use it to communicate with people and be who you actually are, that a lot of people will actually like what you're doing and they won't have to say oh this is another one of those people putting on a front this is another one of those people acting like everything's perfect it's helped me a lot and it helped grow my career so much so I think that it's a glass half full sort of deal that if you use it the right way then you'll have a lot of good things going for you but if you use it the wrong way then you'll have a lot of bad things going for you as well
1: Mm, yeah I've realized that too lately Like I think I used to use social media like for me and trying to build myself up, but you really can't do that because the gratification goes away in a second. But if I use it more as a marketing tool, as a networking tool, then it becomes a a part of your business and it doesn't have to be so directly related to you, which is hard when you kind of are your business, but there has to be that boundary in order to keep it healthy
0: that's a fact.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. So then you have your EPs coming out, you're dropping music left and right. And then it's starting to grow. So you see the numbers growing on Spotify, like every everywhere you're dropping it. So what was that experience like for you to just watch your creations really having them being heard?
0: It was crazy. And even to this day, it's still crazy seeing everyone that gives feedback and seeing how people feel about it. And I think I was more shocked that, oh my gosh, this many people actually listen about it or this many people relate. Just affecting people, if it's a one person, if it's two people, that means more to me than the numbers. But seeing mm-hmm. it touch so many people and so many people inspired and people DMing me saying, oh, I love this, I feel that, I know exactly how that feels or this song helped me. All that stuff means the world to me. So having those DMs and those interactions with everyone that listens to the music, that that's the touching part.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, well, not I, I haven't dropped music, but I would assume. <laughs> but, you know, I agree that that's what you have to focus on. Because I don't know if you would say the same thing, but being caught up in the numbers can really become addicting. But then it becomes such a different thing than what you started out with. Because like you're saying, you really just love music, you want to help people. So I really appreciate that you're focusing on the people that it's helping and I have to say I was listening to social disconnect last night as I was like researching you I'm like let's let's (laughs) hear it and it was so good and I'm not just saying that like I was like every song has a different life it has a different vibe but they're all so good and I was like ooh, I like this I'm streaming (laughs) this for sure
0: (laughs) thank you thank
1: you you're welcome you're welcome I wanted to talk about encryption records which is your own record label, which is amazing. That's so cool that you started that. And I want to know, you know, what was the process with that? And what made you want to do that?
0: I always, always, always wanted to help other people out. So making encryption records was me getting into the industry, finding out that a lot of people sign quote unquote bad deals, or that a lot of people don't like their labels. So I wanted to take it upon myself to really make a label that helps artists out and make sure that, Artists have the opportunity to release the music they want to and have the financial stability that they want to as well. Because the way I view it is sometimes labels, managers, or whoever it might be that's working on the song wants to take a bigger cut than everybody else and wants to hoard all the revenue for themselves. And that's not something that we wanted to do. We wanted to make sure that every artist gets what they deserve. Because at the end of the day, if you make a quality song and it's good and fans love it, then it's gonna make revenue and there's gonna be good feedback from it. So why not split it all in? Like you guys should split it all if everyone's working on it. I hate the fact that money is so involved in it and it just kind of distorts the art. But I think that encryption records was meant to be a home for artists, for a safe place and not like all these other labels. That's why we're keeping it independent and that's why we're gonna have fun with it in the future. And just, I don't know, it's just the good vibes. That's really what
1: No, I can tell you like, you love it. You're, you know, you're so passionate about it. So that's awesome. So what do you look for in an artist when you're thinking about signing them?
0: Well, we look for them being genuine. Some people talk about their gangbanging on the street. If that's something that you do, it could be seen through your music. And that's one avenue. If someone's from the suburbs and they rap about their problems, that's someone, if there's a country singer that speaks about their life, then that's something that we love. That's what we look for. And we look for a work ethic because at the end of the day, you're you. And I try preaching that in the upcoming album and the songs before and really just loving who you are and embracing it could get you that much farther in life instead of trying to fit through the little niches and the little trends that come and go. Being yourself Mm -hmm. is something that never goes out of style. So we try to make sure that someone is really who they are and that opens the door and everything after that, the music, the content and everything just sort of a snowball effect, but it starts with the artists being themselves.
1: Yeah. I applaud you again for having that be, you know, your main focus. What have been some of the top learning experiences since owning, owning your own record label?
0: (laughs) It's been pretty interesting finding out how different people work and dealing with everyone's personalities. And it opens up the broader side of music that we tend to hide behind is and all the legalities. It's just, It helps you understand it. So when a label comes and speaks to me or when a manager, whoever comes, it just makes me more knowledgeable of what they're talking about, how they're speaking, the terms they're using. It really just makes everything smoother.
1: You're probably like really learning as you go. But that I feel like sometimes that's the best way to learn because you're kind of just being thrown into it and then you have to learn automatically and adjust and then you become stronger and smarter and know more about the world around you right away it takes guts but you know you're really doing it
0: thank you thank you
1: yeah of course and you're you're having success as well like i read that it was like the one of the top independent record labels in new york and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're killing it. That's great. You know, you're doing so much at such a young age, like we said before, and you're really just growing. So we're going to keep watching you for sure. Um, It's awesome.
0: (laughs) Thank you.
1: So when you are writing your music, when you're creating your pieces, what is the process for you to put something great and authentic out there?
0: So the first thing is throughout the day, I always see something and think of something, whether it be a quote, whether it be a feeling, and I'll just put them in my notes. And then once I hear the beat or the instrumental from my producers, or then I'll sit there, I'll think, I'll go through my notes, and I'll be like, oh, duh, I was thinking about that earlier. I kind of put myself in the feeling, and then that's the mood for the whole song. I'll think of a harmony for the chorus, something that really will get you listening to the song. And then once that's done, I'll get the notes, and I'll put the words to it, and I'll have a feeling just A core feeling about what the song is about, who it's meant for, a feeling that I had during it. Just doing it like that, because I think a lot of artists have good words or they don't have harmonies. And a lot of songs have good harmonies or don't have words that really attract listeners. So I try giving the listener the best of both worlds and giving them a harmony that they could sing in their car while they're driving to work or they're driving home, driving to the store. But then some core emotional words that if you're up at two in the morning listening to the song, you'll be like, oh, my gosh, like, that's exactly how I feel.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I love. When I have some lyrics that really just hit home, a person could be singing about something completely different, but I bring it to my life. And I think, you know, as an artist, that's what you have to do. And it's so cool. And I, I just love when a song really, you know, connects with you like that. I read in an article that you are self taught that you learned how to create your own beats and really become an artist on your own. That's awesome. How did you go about doing that?
0: Oh, it was, it was hard. It was really hard. But what I did, I got a little summer job and then got my own laptop, got a hacked version of the program to learn on it and was just working on it day and night for, I want to say about six months. Mm. So I had to record my own vocals. I learned on YouTube, saw how to use FL as the program and just really go hundred percent in and try learning it. And that was, oh, it took so much time and effort. But I think once you do that, it kind of helps you love music even more. It's not just you go into a mic and you record and it's all done, but the whole process of making a beat, making the song and writing the lyrics. And oh my gosh, all of that is, it just kind of makes you love it instead of just writing the lyrics. it, It just adds that layer of emotion.
1: Yeah, and I think it really shows you how much work it takes and it helps you appreciate the other people around you who have all these little jobs, but they are such an integral part in creating this piece of art. So it helps you, yeah, appreciate the whole process. So I think that's super important. Especially as an artist, you don't want to act like you know everything when you don't. I think that's, you know, <laughs> it's so crazy today how you can really learn anything online. I keep hearing YouTube University all the time. But, <laughs> but it's so true, you know, we're living in a world where education in that sense, if you want to learn a hobby, if you want to learn a new skill, you really can go online and learn it and look at you like you're the perfect example of that you're creating a whole career out of something that you taught yourself so that's that's really really cool i don't know i'm trying to think of like what i want to learn right now i don't know <laughs> maybe like pick up guitar again i, I don't know we'll see <laughs> i know i will i will maybe Like no I won't. okay we'll do it. <laughs> i've asked other artists about this before but When you put so much effort into a song, you know, you're creating it. You really are pouring your heart and soul out into this three-minute song. And then it goes out into the world and everybody's hearing it. And they all have their opinions about it. How do you deal with the world hearing something that comes from such a vulnerable place in you? Like, how do you cope with that?
0: Well, I try to turn my my comments off for like a week. And I just let it go into the world and just... Oof, that's that's the tough part because you don't want the emotion of being like, Yeah, I released it to kind of combat negative feedback. So yeah. I try to just turn off my phone, turn off everything for the week after the release, and then let it go out there. And then the week after, I'll go on whether it be SoundCloud or back on my Instagram, and then I'll start opening DMs and then reading them and actually listening to what some of the fans to said, or some of the critics to say with a grain of salt. I don't think that they should change your whole idea and your whole concept of music, but just seeing where other people come from, what they think, it could help you along the way. And without changing your whole song and changing your whole vibe and mood and dynamic as an artist, I think knowing the amount to listen to your fans could help you grow and help you release better music. So I try to make sure that the negative isn't like, oh, my gosh, they said this about the song and just kind of use it as a, you know what, like, that's some good feedback and being an optimist about it.
1: And I think, you know, if you can really differentiate the people who want to give you feedback and the people who just want to hate, because there's always going to be those people, no matter how successful you are. Some people are always just going to want to have a voice because that's the only place they feel comfortable saying something like that. And yeah. that's that's their issues for sure. So just leave those people let them be and focus on the feedback and then focus on the positives because those can be the ones that we forget, but those are the ones that are like, wow, these people really enjoy it. These people are loving it. And you know, we got to focus on that too because you know, you don't want anything to take away from those moments. I want to talk about your new album. It's called Silicone Creek. Oh my God. So it's going to come out on Friday, which is so exciting. How does this, Differ from your previous work, and what can people expect from it?
0: I'd say it's a more fine-tuned version of the first album. So it's in-depth, more about emotional feelings. It hits the nerve differently. The the songs I would like to say are better, and the harmonies in them they it hits so different. And it's the debut studio album, so it's the first time going into a live studio, getting everything done by professionals. So listening to it I'm still like oh like that hurt that that hit a nerve (laughs) but I think a lot of people are gonna like it. it's really dynamic there's some indie some folk some rap hip-hop pop a little bit of grunge feeling in some of the songs it's really 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 different and the whole album is really 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 gets you in your feels and it's a roller coaster of emotion
1: oh my gosh I can't wait to listen to it honestly and I really like how you don't really stick to one genre. You just have the music come in as it comes and focusing on that instead of sticking to one thing. Do you, I'm interested to know, like in the industry, do you think that's a little bit of a challenge for you or you're just more focused on being authentic?
0: I think it's a good thing. I think a lot of artists kind of sound the same or release songs that about materialistic stuff like I got money I got all these girls after me I got all these clothes etc etc and I think that stuff just kind of gets boring over time I think that music stays relevant in someone's life the more vulnerable you are a friend of mine even once said if you don't cry writing the song people aren't going to cry listening to it so I kind of took that in stride and just letting people know that hey 99% of the people I met are never going to have a Bugatti, never going to have a penthouse in Miami. Mm. And that's okay. Life isn't about materialistic things, but we all go through emotions that we all relate to, that money can't help anybody go through. So when I think about writing a song, it's how are the people around me living? How am I living? What am I going through if I'm not going through something? How is my good friend going through it? Utilizing that has really helped me. It really just helps music because, again, once that superficial stuff is gone and we get to the core roots of a person, then that's really, really who they are. And that's that's what we care about because money comes and goes. But the person's genuine, genuine actions and personality never goes. So I try keeping that method for it and utilizing that.
1: Mm, That's really, really beautiful. I know, especially in the music world, you want to remain that way, but sometimes it can be hard to. So I really appreciate that that is what you are focusing on and that is your main value in this crazy world. So thank you for that, honestly, because people say it doesn't matter, but music really plays such an important part in our culture, and our society, and it has such influence. So we need more artists like you who are coming from a place of love and vulnerability and just wanting to help people express their emotions in a healthy way. So um, good for you. Seriously. It's really something to admire. Thank you. I know. You're like, I know. I'm just like this kid trying, (laughs) but it's important. It really is. I know that you are 21. You've accomplished so much and you have so much on your plate like this week and to come, you know, you have a lot ahead of you. When you think about the future, how do you view it? And what actions do you take in your day-to-day life to really make it a reality?
0: (laughs) Well, in the future, I see this. Hopefully, this album is really good. And hopefully, it's just more music, more fun. I'm I'm a six-month type of person. So for six months, I'll push myself 100% for one goal. Then I'll take like half a month off and then sporadically I'll be like oh that's that's something else we should do and then go six months all into that so Mm -hmm. after the album drops I'll I'll take a little break relax for a little bit and then whether it be recording more music or pushing acting or pushing sponsorships whatever comes next that's really just depending how the, the wind blows but on top of that album for this release if everything goes right, we'll have an EDM dance version of the album releasing as well. Okay. About a month and a half to two months after the album and having some big names work on that. So
1: yeah, be on
0: the lookout.
1: I will. Oh, my God. Just in time for summer. That's going to be great. Honestly, <laughs> I love EDM. I can't even lie. Like, I really do love it. So that'll be great. And I really can't wait to see where you go, because you know, you're gaining such momentum right now. And I feel like it's just going to continue for you because listening to your work, it's really great. And listening to your mindset, it's really great. So I hope, you know, nothing but the best for you. And I just can't wait to see what's next. And I just want to ask you, you know, you're someone who started out in a world that didn't really focus on music at all. And you've made it your life. Um, If you were speaking to maybe a teenager or someone just starting out in the same situation, what advice would you give them?
0: I think these two tokens should go to every artist the first one is make use it as a hobby until you start making money from it so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that are just like I'm gonna be an artist I'm going all in for it and I think that that's great you should do that but there should always be a balance in life I don't think that you can go 100% in what whatever you want to do so just using it as a hobby something to get away and then pushing it and then starting to make it into work If you do that, then if a label goes in contact you, a manager, that financial stability that you have is like, well, I don't need you guys right now. I have a nine to five and I'm doing music. So it gives you a lot of leverage and it helps you out. That's the way I view it is token number one. And then token two is just be yourself. A lot of artists will go out there and they'll rap about a life that they're not living. Once it's exposed that you're not that person and you lose that fan base and you lose your music credibility it puts you in a bad spot where you're like, wow, I should have done this. I should have did that. So just avoid headache and be yourself, avoid problems and be yourself. Like it sounds hard. And for a while it was hard. I'll be honest for me, it was hard to be myself. But once you do that and you take that step and you jump out of your shell and you're like, Hey, I'm going to be me, no matter what this person says, that person says, that's really when you'll start receiving the genuine love, the genuine traction. And people just love seeing you be yourself. It'll inspire people and it will put you in the right groups and the right circles that you have to be in. So just be yourself and keep working.
1: Amen to that. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your um your mindset and your values with us today. You know, as much as your music is great, I think that is always the key thing. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. I can't wait for Silicon Creek to come out. Honestly, I'm going to listen to it right away. I can't wait. It's so exciting. Um, Are you nervous? Are you excited? Like, how are you feeling?
0: I was nervous, but as it gets closer, I'm just really, really excited about everything. And I can't wait for it. I really... This album, I think, is going to be different because I really want to see how people respond to it and how they feel. So it's big, but I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun.
1: Okay. Oh, my God. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, So tell people where... They can stream it where they can find you online, all that good stuff.
0: So you can find me on all DSPs on Spotify, iTunes Music, Amazon, Deezer at Period Thrax T-H-R-A-X. And you can go follow me on social media. TikTok is Period T H R A X as well. And Instagram, Twitter, it's Thrax Official. So T-H-R-A-X official. And you can see all the music, the updates and just be ready for all the fun
1: yay oh my god before we go I wanted to ask where does Thrax come from that name
0: (laughs) so my name was Serene at first and a lot of people said that they kind of sounded feminine so I was really stuck and I didn't know what where I should go what my name should be so it was like two in the morning and I don't know if you know Osmosis Jones is it a cartoon he has like half cartoon and half real life.
1: Oh, okay.
0: In <laughs> the bad guy in the movies, Thrax. So,
1: oh, he
0: he was the only villain I liked growing up. So I was thinking, how can I make that my name and then use a little bit of pizzazz? So I added the period, so it's different.
1: Nice. <laughs> and then
0: <laughs> made it Thrax.
1: Thrax, I like it. Honestly, it's very catchy. I'm I'm into it. It's good. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Max, thank you. Can't wait to listen to Silicon Creek. And thank you so much for your time today. This was such a great way to start my day. And um, it was so great to meet you and talk to you.
0: It was nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. Of course. All right. Have a good day.
0: You as well.
1: Thanks. Bye.